Hello, Pastor Deborah here, and welcome again to another word of encouragement for you. Yes, we're coming again to you from out of the realm of the spirit. And as you notice, you'll see strange things happening around my hair or my hand because my background is coming through. I am not using a green screen. I don't like them. They're too big, too cumbersome. So I am just using Zoom and a motion video from Pixabay. So you might see some strange things around my hair, but I hope you don't mind. We're beginning a word of encouragement out of the Zoom studio with a motion video by Pixabay. I'm really in my living room. Yeah sitting at a door with the shade down. Sometimes there's cars and trucks and airplanes and husband downstairs and dog is barking. So I have to try to pick the time of the day when it's the quietest. We're in number 31 of the year 2022. I am working to get you 52 of them. One for each week. You deserve at least a word of encouragement weekly. Now, there's other ways, other people that are helping you also. I'm just one of many. And I want to come to you today. And the title of this word of encouragement is your God. Hidden. His face from you. That's a great question to be asking. Before we begin, let's pray so that our spiritual hearts and minds will be opened and be able to perceive and hear and understand these words. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you today for your words of encouragement. We thank you for all of those that you have brought here to hear your words from your book about them and you. Help them through your teacher, the Holy Spirit. Father, we need all the help we can get. Go past the scramblers, past the fear and the confusion, and reach down into the miry clay of the soul and find the spirit. Speak to it, love on it, and talk to it. And let it see this motion video. In the name of Christ Jesus, amen. Father. Your word is we're going to be working through is Isaiah, an Old Testament prophet out of the King James Bible from the Old Testament. 59 verse 1 through 3. Isaiah was a wonderful Old Testament prophet. He had lots of visions. He was given a lot of prophetic words about what was coming. And he wrote them down for us to read, even now, 
Verse 1. Behold, the Lord's hand is not shortened so that it cannot save anybody, even the worst of you. A drug cartel, a murderer, a thief, a corrupt and deceitful politician, prime minister, a crooked business owner, computer hackers, human traffickers, child abusers, drug addicts, thieves and robbers, blasphemers. His hand is not shortened. He can reach you right there in your soul in the miry clay of the lust of your eyes and the lust of your flesh and the pride of your life. No deed you have done is too evil and wicked that he will not come to you. You are worth reaching in order to save you. Mm -hmm. Oh, yes, you're lost. You need to be born again. They're not very nice in the condition you are in right now. Neither is his ear heavy, overburdened, death to you, so that it cannot hear even your whimper. Your slightest cry of for help. He's listening for you, even in the deep darkness of your soul. No matter where you are physically, hiding behind culture and religion, laws, trapped in refugee camps, trapped in violence and war and serving another. You are not too far for him to hear you, and his hand is reaching to you. Now we go to Numbers eleven twenty-three. This is God speaking to Moses. Moses was used as a deliverer and a pastor and a shepherd of the very fledgling, beginning to grow nation of Israel. Mm -hmm. He's a great one to study. Verse 23. And the Lord said unto Moses, Moses and God had a special and unique relationship. They were friends. Can you say that about your God? Does he talk to you personally? Does he call you aside and say, let's talk? Can he call you his friend? Moses could. They worked together as partners to free people. Now, Moses didn't understand all the power that God had. But he knew God had some power. And he didn't have to do much. He threw down a staff, became a snake. Called down fire from heaven. Called forth blood into the water. Called forth locusts and boils on people. He didn't do a lot but speak. And God did the rest. 
Does your God do that? Maybe not. Verse 23. Is the Lord's hand too short? Says this God to Moses. You shall see now whether my word shall come to pass unto you or not. He's saying, you think my hand's too short to help you? You think I can't help you? I've said things. We're going to let you see if they come to pass or not to help you decide about me. Mm -hmm. Verse 2. But your iniquities, this God of Moses is saying, your sins, your works, your thoughts, your deeds, they have separated you and me, your God. And your sins, yes, sins. See, a lot of countries, laws and governments want to Say, that's not a sin, because if there's sin, then there is a God that judges you. Sin means there's a eternal law. You broke it. Sin means you violated the rules that you knew. We'll use, there's a red light. You run the red light. You sinned against the law of the government. Put the red light up. If you drink and drive, there's a law. There's laws about how you treat animals, about how you treat children, about stealing money, breaking into buildings. Mm -hmm. There's laws. But people don't want the laws because that means they break them, they will be judged. And this God is saying, but your iniquities, your sins, your works, your thoughts, your deeds, they which you have done have separated you from me, your God. You could have a thought, an idea, a concept in your mind. And he says, if you even think it, you have already done it. You may not have done it in the physical, but you've done it. And that is, we learned that from a story. When some men were talking to a young man named Christ Jesus about adultery. And he says, hey, you don't even have to go and be an adulterer. You're a married man and you go have sex with somebody else. He says, you don't even have to do that. In the realm of the spirit. In here. If you even look on a woman or a child or you look on something that belongs to someone else and you desire it, you covet it, you lust after it, you want it, you imagine having it all for yourself. He says you have already done it. That is the power of your thoughts and ideas, your dreams and wishes. You have already done it in here. And he says that these thoughts and ideas that you even think 
and have done. They have hid me, my face, my presence, my favor from you so that I cannot hear you as clearly. I can't hear and listen when you're in that condition. I'm here. I'm waiting for you to turn to me, he says. But if you don't turn to me and ask forgiveness and recognize even your thoughts, your goals. We just had some politician said he just believes it's fate. And if it's fate, he'll be reelected again. But he's supposed to be a Christian. He's not giving any credit except to the God of fate. Mm -hmm. He just, he doesn't, he sort of just puts along whatever happens. If it happens, it was supposed to be. Mm -hmm. Verse three, for your hands, O Lord, Moses is saying. Verse three. This God is continuing to talk to Moses, his friend. He says, your hands are defiled with blood, innocent blood. And you might say, I've never killed anybody. Yes, you have. If you voted for a politician who believed in abortion, you have killed a baby yourself. You are an accomplice of murder. Mm Mm-hmm. Killing a baby, abortion, in the womb at any age is murder. Contemplated, intentful murder. It's taking of a life. Oh, you may not have done it as the doctor, but you voted for the political party that desires that. Unimpeded. You give money to that party, that politician. You fight for it. You stand on the steps of the court. You are just as guilty. You have defiled innocent blood. That's right. If you are a district attorney and you let criminals out back on the streets, you let pedophiles and sex abusers free. You let illegals into your country. You are defiled. You have shed innocent blood. You are corrupt. You've sold yourself out to drug cartels. You are illegal and lawless. You can't even, won't protect your own borders of your nation. You are not a shepherd. You are not a leader, not a president or prime minister. Mm -mm. You allow the wolves to come in and devour people and nations. You protect guilty people. All you care about is making money. You don't care about if it's made by people that are abused in human rights. You just care about money. 
greedful and coveting. And the God of mammon, money, is what you serve and worship. He says, your hands are defiled with blood, innocent blood, and your fingers with iniquity, perversion, and evilness, wickedness. Your lips have spoken lies, he says. Your tongue has muttered perverseness. You have cursed people with your words. You have cursed your children with words, your anger. You have hurt women. You have cursed your own nation, pitting people against people by their skin color. You demand justice when you yourself have shed innocent blood and you serve unseen things and you're using witchcraft and spells and spiritual evil things to accomplish your goals. You might be of the new world order trying to build one world government and all that desire freedom to worship God of Moses, of King David, of the Bible, you will despise and hate unless you can threaten them, crucify them, and put them in slavery. But God says, even if you are that, my hand of salvation is there for you, reaching to you. To help you. Oh, humanity has become so evil and wicked, perverse, not only toward nature, but towards animals, each other, and even wicked and perverse toward this God of all of creation. Oh, he didn't create this mess down here. He's trying to save us from it spiritually. So your word of encouragement today is, is your God hidden his face from you because of your sins and iniquities, shedding of innocent blood? But his hands are still reaching for you. He can't look on your sins. He would kill you if he did. His glory and majesty and purity, holiness would hurt you. But his hand is reaching through words, through many other ways to help you, to bring you back out of that junk you're in and that you have become. He's trying to help you and change all of creation. He's there. He keeps his distance, but he speaks through pastors and shepherds and teachers and animals and nature to help you. So reach his hand. Call out to him. He will hear you and help you. So you be encouraged today. And you reach for his hand. You speak out to his ear. 
He's not far from you. And he will save you, redeem you back, make you a glorious child of his. He will forgive you of all your perverseness, evil and wickedness. But you might get punished in the natural for your deeds. Mm -hmm. But your spirit, it will be brand new. Will come out of the miry clay through a Hebrews 4.12. He will give you light and life. You will become one of his children of the light, clean and pure like he is. You'll have a lot of growing to do. And that's what he's trying to do. Now, he can't be a friend of you right now. If you are one of these evil, wicked people, but he wants to be. Mm -hmm. So you reach out to him. He's there. Just with your thoughts. That's all you have to do. Just say, God, help me. The God of Isaiah, the God of King David, the God of Moses, help me. I need you. Please forgive me. For I know not what I've done. He will help you. So you be encouraged. He doesn't want you the way you are. He doesn't want to leave you the way you are. He wants you with him as a friend, a child, beautiful and glorious. He wants to change your life, transform your thoughts, help you to do good things. And even if you don't get a chance and death comes, You'll be with him mm -hmm. for all eternity. Then you get to come back to a new earth one day with a new body, no sin, no demons, no death. Yeah, you may have a lot of learning to do because you'll be a baby. So welcome. Reach his hand and come on out of that mess you're in. And that is your word of encouragement for today. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for your words. They're kind. They're truthful. They're probably pretty hurtful to most people. But Father, we have to know the condition we're in and why we even need you. Father, we have to know that what we've thought and done separates us from you. But your hand is there. Your ears are straining to listen for our cries. And when we call to you, and we take your hand of forgiveness, then you'll turn your face to us. And you won't hurt us. And you desire to be our friend and our father and help us. Father, you're never very far from us, no matter what shape we're in, where we are, what condition we are, what nation we are, what sex we are, no sex, what age, from the womb to old age nation we are in. You're never far. You are here. You're reaching for us. So you can say, I am no longer hidden my face, my presence from you, for I have saved you in the name of Christ Jesus. Okay, that was number 31 of 2022. I'll see you in word of encouragement number 32, you take care.
You reach for his hand. You call out to him and he will turn his face and he will bring you out of that muck you're in. Bye, Pastor Deborah.